Hey guys, it's TR Jasmine Fielding and you're listening to Broadway Babe 2000. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me. I'm super duper excited because we are officially now on Apple Podcast. So I will be using that platform more often. So go search me up on there at Broadway Babe 2000 or under my name, Tiara Jasmine Fielding. I will still be uploading this to SoundCloud and all the other podcast networks that I've been uploading to along with YouTube. So just hop on over there and subscribe if you want. These past few weeks have been very crazy. As you guys know, I am in Arkansas staying with my friend Rihanna, who will be on an episode later next week. And today is Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all the dads out there and to my dad, Lee, in Long Island. Happy Father's Day, Dad. I love you. I'm so lucky and happy that I've been able to bring so many of my friends and so many theater professionals on my podcast. This week, I have a very special friend of mine. He is so sweet and talented. Please welcome Brendan Morris. Hi, Brendan. How are you? Hi, I'm I'm doing pretty good today. Um, I'll say today's a better day, to say the least. Uh, It's definitely been a roller coaster of emotions, I'll say. But uh, I'm just trying to stay positive right now, mm-hmm. to say the least. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me. You always bring such positive attitude. And whenever I see you, I always want to give you, like, a great big hug or something. So thank I you. was like, this will have to suffice. The podcast will have to suffice. Thank you. No, uh, you're such a positive light, too, seriously. Like, any time we run into each other, it's always been, like, just nothing but positive energy from the both of us. Like, you know what I mean? It's just loving energy, so I love that. I love that for us. Oh, you're so cute. And I just think it's so crazy how we all got sent home so fast from school and everything. I mean, I think the last time I saw you was when we were at, like, a Valentine's Day party a Valentine's or Day, honestly. exactly. Literally in February. That was, like, the last time I really saw anyone um because everyone left like what beginning of march barely mm-hmm. middle of march like it's been crazy i quarantined in new york also mm-hmm. like everyone went home but i decided not to go home until like two and a half weeks ago so i was That's in new york by myself that entire time because i had to finish my classes up there i didn't want to you know bring that to florida the energy mm-hmm. just wouldn't wouldn't do well together so yeah no, yeah, I totally understand what you mean because being in classes and then having to do with your parents or if you have siblings, like there's like so right. many moving parts going on in a household that right. I went straight home, but it was a struggle for me doing some of my classes right. or like having private voice lessons, stuff like that, because exactly. my brother would be working or my father and it's like, shut up, like you're exactly. annoying no, singing. Like, guys, like I'm really trying but like we're the people that are like invading, you know, and we're like yeah. coming back into a space that's not ours anymore. So no, yeah. all of this. Yeah. So what was it like when you started to come back? How's being home been? How's that transition been from the city? Um, so in Florida there's a lot actually where you have to stay in quarantine by yourself for fourteen days and it's mandatory mm-hmm. if you're coming from New York. Which, lucky me, you know, we came from New York. So uh, I had to do an extended quarantine, which is why I didn't get off my quarantine until literally, uh, 
one literally a week ago, like less than a, it was about a week ago. Oh. That's crazy. It's been about a week and, and a half. Um, so it was definitely like not, it wasn't too much of a transition uh, because I was just by myself again. Uh, but then getting out and getting, you know, to see a few people uh, that I care about, getting to see my family again was really nice. Definitely a, a positive switch in my my group of things. Um, and I actually spent my first day out of, of quarantine at a protest. So like that, that tells you like where my, my mind was set. Like mm-hmm. as soon as I could get out, like I was, I was out, you know? No, yeah, I totally get what you mean. And I feel like this time has been really awesome for reflection and like thinking about the things going on in the world right now. So mm-hmm. it's good that you put your power and like your thought into that. And I feel like that's a like being in quarantine has given so much reason for people to like fight for these justices and stuff because we haven't been able to be distracted by the everyday things going on in our lives because like we're all stuck inside our homes. Right. I was thinking the same thing. Like I was just thinking like how how isolated all of us were during all of this. Like we've we've all been so isolated during all of this that we somehow. Uh, took the time to come together in a way um, in our communities. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like a really weird situation where this quarantine has really brought out a lot of uh, obviously extra time for people, but a lot of extra just like time to process things and like actually feel what we want to feel. Yeah, I totally agree. It's definitely been a lot of time to like learn and grow also because like, as you know, when you go to school in New York City, like, right. as you go there, people's opinions on things change, people learn and grow. And I feel like this has been a really good time for, like, me and a bunch of people to find out more about ourselves and just more about what's going on in the world, I would say. I agree. Be- because, yeah. like, there's things, like, both you and I have things that we don't notice going on in the world. And this has brought a lot of tension. I mean, our minds are always on musical theater. Like what are we doing next? Or like, who's the boy next to us or something like that. So, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about like, also since I was in New York, I quarantined in New York. I was just Mm -hmm. thinking about, um, how different the city was and like the city, the reason I came to New York was because, you know, I was just so hopeful. It was just so uh, accepting, so open, so welcoming, but it was like the city that turned into like, you know, like, you know, the worst. And it just was like major lockdown. And like, I felt like I just like, it was just really weird time for me to like accept the fact that like, I need to start like, like, changing up some of my ways of where I was comfortable before, because now like this whole thing made me so uncomfortable with everywhere I was at, you know, every connection I had, every, every single, you know, every single, like to the detail of just like auditions I was going to before. Like I was just thinking like, wow, like really like what's happening right now. It's much bigger than like, than what we, it's much bigger than just theater for us. You know, like Mm -hmm. we have to think about ourselves as like, where we fit into the equation right now as humans too, you know, because like our art is pretty much taken away from us in a way. Mm-hmm. We're all making it from home or not like, not yeah, I got you mean. yet, you know, it's like, 
film and TV. And then it's also like whatever you want to call, you know, the Zoom stuff I was doing, which is really weird, you know? Yeah. So it's time to just like change it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's different and it's hard to process because I know both you and I like we strive and like we love Broadway and theater so much that it's like just so depressing. And I actually took a ride through New York City a few weeks ago just to like take some photos and stuff. And it was just like so eerie in a way to see like these theaters just like be so plain. And I passed by like the St. James Theater and a few others where the shows have closed and it was just like black Mm -hmm. and I, it was just like so so depressing. That's so sad. Like, I don't even like this entire thing. is just so crazy to me. Right. Like, it's just like, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's like a new process, you know, every day of me trying to like get a grip on what's happening. You know, Mm -hmm. every single day, I feel like I'm like reminded of like, okay, like, well, oh, because I'm actually like looking for, well, I just got it approved this morning, actually, but um, I just got my new lease uh, oh, yay. in July. But like, I'm like also thinking like, oh my gosh, like when I come back, like what's, what is it going to be like? Is it going to be any different? Is it going to mm-hmm. be, you know? Yeah, it, it's just crazy to think because I've been looking for leases with our friend Josh and right. Right. And it's just crazy because we don't even know, like, the situation is with school with in school, the fall. Yeah. So, like, we don't even know, do we want to start renting an apartment in the fall if we're not going to have school till January? And you're probably and having the same fears, too, because oh, it costs a lot of money. And if there's not going to be any auditions or anything really going on because right. the theaters are closed, then what's right. the point of being in New York City right then? Like, like, I just have, you know, the reason I wanted to go back was definitely because, like, I just need to... Be away from your family. I totally I need to get be that. Back. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. need to be... That's, like, no matter what, no matter what's happening, I do still thrive the most in that city, and I mm-hmm. always will. The it's just the energy, yeah. Tops for me. Um, and I'm just trying to be hopeful with the situation, you know? Like, I'm trying to be hopeful to know that maybe something is going to come out of coming back, you know, relatively early because it won't be as crowded like it usually is, you know, Mm -hmm. I I might be able to make it work to my advantage in in the sense of like, you know, putting on a little cabaret show, you know, when no one else will be filling that spot, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or going, um, I'll be there. Send me the time. Period. Period. Or like the tidy, like, the few callbacks that I do have that are still happening that were announced to happen that I'm in the process for. Like I have a few things to look forward to. So it's like, okay, like I'm hoping for the best when it comes to, you know, coronavirus and just the pandemic in general is the entire city, as we both know, is just dead right now. Yeah. (laughs) Not literally dead, but like. Not literally dead, but it's like Times Square is, is not Times Square. Yeah. And like the protests on and going on and everything, it's just caused like so many things to change in the city too. Right. So I'm curfew. just in, mm-hmm, like, I'm interested to see what it will look like when we get back because I saw like videos of like stores being boarded up and stuff like that. And it's just like, Same. it's, it's scary, but it's also like, I don't know how to say it right. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's like, um, 
it's just definitely like something that you can't even really like know what to expect or like mm-hmm. know what to what to say because all of this is so unprecedented and it's just like it's so unknown everything which is why it, it makes it even more scary for us mm-hmm. it's just like everything's happening this year i know like first we got like i was saying to my friend the other day like it started with like the death of kobe bryant and then we had 100 percent. we had the coronavirus then the killer bees killer bees I, george what Floyd else was, yeah we had ufos the ufo sighting about that no tell me about it girl i don't even know where it was but i just remember seeing all over my twitter like it lasted for like two days i promise you that's how scary it was everyone said that there were was ufos spotted over washington dc i think it was um (laughs) and like that's all people knew like people took pictures of them like i don't even know how how people had these pictures like how it was in plain sight but like it was either ufo or someone edited some stuff and they were pranking people but regardless that's some of these news stories last for like two days which is what's even scarier because then the next big thing comes up so it's like mm-hmm. oh my gosh like this year we just don't even think about how long it's been i know like i still feel like i'm stuck in the middle of march and like these stories that i read in the news and stuff like i don't even know if half of this stuff is real in the first place it's all just like people's opinions or just things going on and it's just like just tell me what the weather is today exactly and i'll be good to go yeah and now that states have opened up a little bit um i a lot of the news is trying to focus on like spikes in numbers and like you know like warning people to stay back inside like i don't know if any of that's true which is the scary part either that's what's scary because they announced it immediately after like reopening and how are you going to know because it takes time to process like the tests and stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm literally in the middle of arkansas and i was reading an article from the washington post and it said like went up 35 percent and i'm like in a town where there's literally like like I come from Long Island. This town is maybe uh-huh. like a quarter amount of that people and their land right. is super spread out. So I don't really have much to worry about, but I'm still like right. super anxious. And it's yesterday, weird, my, yeah. yeah, yesterday my friend and I went into a store and I didn't want to touch the door handle of because course. like, I just didn't want to. And she was like, yeah. she was like, you better touch the door handle. Like they, they clean it. I was like, okay, okay. I would because be, I'd be I, like, girl, you can hold it. I have so much fear instilled in it's me just weird, from being in you New don't York. Know what it is. Yeah. I am um, I've never been the type to like to like live in fear though of anything mm-hmm. regardless of what's even though this year is actually really scary for yeah. a man like me to be living in to be honest. Um but like the ever I think it's just really hard to even know if like if it's valid to to like to feel like you can't touch anything or like if, it, if it's valid to like not you know what i mean like not wear your mask for like five seconds or like or wear your mask 24 7 like i feel like everyone's dealing with it differently which is why i think it was never handled right in the first place because mm-hmm. we don't know like what's truly allowed like some places are like especially in florida at least like we're not required to wear masks yeah it's um, crazy they're not required they're but not I remember required in New York. It's a hundred. Mm-hmm. It was hundred percent required when I was there. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. When I went on the plane to come to Arkansas, I had a connection mm-hmm. flight in Texas. And in the Texas airport, like, I was literally the only person wearing a mask. And I looked psycho. Like, I was wearing an Iron Man shield basically That's on weird. my face. That's weird to me because, like, when is this ever? I don't even know. Like, how is this ever going to go away if you think about it? Mm-hmm. How is it going to go away? Because we don't have any type of cure, any type yeah. of solution or cure for it. Mm-hmm. And but, it's basically a parasite. So like, it will just keep finding carriers. Right. Which is really scary. But like I said, I'm not, I haven't been one to like, just like live in fear. Live in so fear, like, yeah. I'm like living in safety right now, I guess you can say like being considerate of the of the idea that I, that anyone could get it at all times, but I'm not like, I'm not going to continue to isolate myself when I could be going out and still going to protest, still seeing people like I am mm-hmm. doing, you know, like there's more important things to me, but like no, yeah. I'm still wear my mask when I'm around people. I'm still going to follow protocol, like make smart uh, decisions, you know, the people that can't do that are the people that like, I'm fearful of honestly, like people that don't even care about anything like that mm-hmm. disregard it as a pandemic. It's like, like have common they, sense. Yeah. They don't even acknowledge that it's happening, which is so weird to me. It's but, so crazy. So what was the last show you saw before Broadway closed? My gosh. I know you have to like go back like in the was, binder. I feel like it was ain't too proud so random i think it was yeah no i think it was ain't you proud i don't remember i feel like it was yeah on broadway at least no i'm just crazy i don't even know (laughs) you know i don't know i have my playable binder up in new york so like if i had it i'd be able to see because i I, like date them dang it i feel like it was ain't you proud i went back to see it again um in Which like is a great february. show, I mean. I think I saw it in, like, February. So, like, that's why it was the last show. That show's amazing. It's amazing. Incredible. I was like, girl, if, uh, like, that's, like, if that's still around in a few years, like, girl. It's, You're like, okay, like, night, my part. No, good night. Like, that's, like, dream. That's, like, instant, like, you know, like, I can't even talk about it because, like, oh, my God, like, just seeing so much Black representation on stage is always so beautiful to me. And, like, there's yeah. not a lot of it. So I'm like, oh, my God, just, like, when it's, like, strictly, like, Black representation, you know, mm-hmm. I praise that so hard. And I, and I I look up to every every actor that's ever been involved in shows like that. No, yeah, when I saw Auntie Proud, I was literally, like, peeing myself. I'm just super yeah. into, like, jukebox so music and stuff and, like, do up, like right. that stuff. Right. I think that along with Tina are my two favorite jukebox musicals that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That I've ever seen. I mean, Tina's amazing too. That show is such a spectacle. She's and it's just, it's just like a big party. Yeah, it's just like a concert, you know? Like, But I feel like it goes through the motions of, of her life in a really mm-hmm. more clear layout than other shows do. Sometimes they they skip over the whole life part where they like try to like drop in the huge details in a really bad, you know, format. Yeah. But that's yeah. so, that's so crazy. I, what was I'm, yours? the last show that I saw was my friend from Arkansas came in that week to visit me. So I saw a bunch cool. of shows that week. So I, I saw Diana 
and Phantom. Oh, and I had seen. Oh, it was so cute. Good. They okay, were still in pre. I, they were still right. in previews, so they could change it up. I heard they didn't have an understudy though. Yeah, they don't have. They didn't have an understudy. So she got sick or something. Yeah, I remember seeing that article. I think the lady's name is Carmen Cusack or something like that. Yeah, she plays the the girl that Prince Charles was having an affair with. Okay, I forget yes. her name because yeah, it, it was a long time ago. <laughs> and it's funny because we don't learn about these things in our like history classes in high school and no, stuff no, like no. that. Of course, we know who Queen Elizabeth is, but right. we don't know like that they had all this drama. We know who Princess Diana is because we know she's the princess who right. was killed in a car crash. Right. And she had like really like relations with like some of our our icons in America. Yeah. Which is like, you know. But like I think that's so interesting that like we barely even learn about all of American history. Yeah. Let alone actual history. No, I know. It's like we concentrate on like the Aztecs and the Mayans a little too much. We need a little more of modern day history yeah. and like the revolution. But they just and don't even, yeah. Like my school, I remember we really concentrated on like U.S. history and the Great Depression era. And a hundred percent, we all, we, yeah. Mm -hmm. We would watch movies like The Great Gatsby and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, same. Like 1920s, just, 30s, like. Which would just so like rich white men in power who were like treating right. women and like everybody else like like nothing. Um, prohibition and like all that time period. Like I just think it's so, I never obviously like related to that type of stuff in school like ever. Because mm -hmm. anytime we were told to do like a project, it's happened all the way like into college, I want to say. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, most I'm, definitely. I'm required, I'm required to like go back in time and like envision myself in these time periods. And I have to literally like try that, like, how do I word this? But like, guys, like, I literally wouldn't be living like you guys in those times. No, I know. And it's crazy to think. Assignments like that. It's crazy to think like at. I'm not trying to like bash our school, but at our school specifically, like I saw this right. thing on Instagram, like how many professors of like minority groups have you've had? Like mm -hmm. how many, and like, I literally have never had one like non-white mate. I had one right. Asian English professor. I have never right. seen any other people of any minority group or any other culture besides white people mm -hmm. in our school besides her, I think. Mm -hmm. I have, my advisor is black. He's amazing. But I also had an adjunct last year. Like, well, not an, he wasn't supposed to be an adjunct, but like my acting teacher freshman year, dang, it's two years ago now, if you think about it. Um, he was like a fill-in for another teacher that left for maternity leave. Mm -hmm. um, and he happened to be black too. So like, that was like so special for me. Like I'm usually the only um, black boy in all of my classes at our school um and a lot of our like some of our like uh productions too and um, i'm one of i mean not only that you're the most talented one in those by Stop. the way no like you know that though 
I'm out here like, cut, cut the cameras. Um, <laughs> but like, no, like seriously. So like, it was really special for me to finally like to have a teacher, even though it was for only like second semester of freshman year, uh, because the way I even are acting classes is a huge conversation right now. I'm in like some, I'm in the works of trying to like get some conversation started with actually like all of our student body. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our country, and I feel like that's so important when you're taught acting, especially at like schools like ours, like you're not taught acting from like all spheres. You're taught like the ways that your professor wants to teach you. And it's that way only usually. Um, and when it comes to like scene assignments, uh, and play readings, it's all usually like white playwrights for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. It's all it's rarely ever contemporary either. It's usually really traditional. Um, so, so far fetched for someone like me. I still do it, of course, because it's necessary, I feel like, to learn about. But for example, in my class this year, all the way up until my final project, I was given. Um, a character uh, in the play Beyond the Horizon. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know it. Yeah. I'm... But um, one of my lines was around, I don't even know how to say this, but I, it was in conversation in the scene. Um, and my character said um, something around the lines of maybe we should hire some slaves for the farm. Like <laughs> literally said that. Like, Is I that a joke? Like they have you saying that? My teacher disregarded my race the entire year. The entire, I never played anyone of color the entire year. And I did in our productions, yes. And, but in my actual acting class where I'm supposed to be learned how to be, you know, using my techniques, mm-hmm. my techniques were not for my, like someone that looks like me or, or like is me, you know? I mean, and even that's crazy. And even in like our main stage productions, like, the representation, even though you were in a production of Bring It On, you did a bun- you've did a you done a bunch of shows through the school because they know you're talented, so they want to use you. Thank you. And, and, like, the representation, how did you feel about that in Bring It On? Because, like, there was plenty of mm-hmm. POC students within the student body, but yet still they, they still were... Did, used- yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I don't understand. I literally will never understand that. Like, it's like the fact that it's even more modern day than something like say Hairspray. So that's the thing. So because it's it's a contemporary show, there's even like, how could you, it's a show that could be happening right now, you know, in high schools. So that's why it's just kind of, you know, disrespectful to not use the representation that you could be using i'm sure you know i think it was all about numbers in their heads which is why they decided to use the same cast for for both schools but all along all of us were always like okay like what if it looks a little confusing what if it gets a little misconstrued or you know and our director was just pretty much trying to justify it with the fact that um that she wanted it to look like just all different representations of classes, you know, mm-hmm. not so much as just race, which I do respect, I guess. But I think it was important that she made our the leads their proper colors. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because it's so many productions where they disrespect that. 
Mm-hmm. And especially with that show, like, I feel like even though I could see where the director's coming from making about classes, mm-hmm. like, that movie is about race and, like, yes. where you come no, from and where you're born. So I feel like they could have done something where they did have, like, the two groups of people who, who... So basically they had the same group of people playing both the kids from the... What's the blonde girls from Campbell School and Truman. from, yeah. like, Jackson. Crenshaw, Jackson or something. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was it called Crenshaw Heights in, like, the movie version or something? That's the thing. The movie's so different. But, like, it was called something, like, the movie's a lot. Like, the movie's, like, in your face. Like, this is, like, all about race, you know? I think the yeah. movie, the, the musical tries to, like, make it this ambiguous thing. Because if you think about it, Jason Gote was in the group of Jackson High. So that's why I always have been confused bringing on the musical with what their their message is. You know, like, I know it's, like, a general minorities, I guess, but isn't in the movie, like, literally, like... Isn't he... Is he mixed, or is he... He's, like, mixed with, like... I want to say... Hispanic, like right? Like or yeah. Hispanic. It's one of the two. He's so cute. That's why he look... Yeah, he's... He came to see our... Uh, our last rehearsal, because he was in Evita at the time. So he couldn't That's see our so actual awesome. But we saw Evita too, because his mom got his tickets. That's so sick. I'm going to say, uh, yeah. Oh, but thinking about like our school's productions, at least, it went, so I went from being cast in Bring It On to being cast in Greece back to back. But the, the, the like severe shift from the two like really threw me off, not gonna lie. Like the fact that I was involved in something so cool, like Bring It On, and something that did talk about serious issues for like a millisecond, and then we went to Greece, where I'm just there to be a a voice, you know, like I wasn't there because like my color or anything, like Greece is not the place for that. Um, And it just kind of like took a, it's like it kind of went like a reversal in a way of like, I saw what, what what our productions could be, and then we almost turned it into Greece. Greece is a great show. I, I loved my cast. I loved loved what we did with Greece, but in general, Greece is definitely not wasn't the the path to go when it came to like you know making stances or like making, making a statement. Any statement, yeah. I made no yeah. statement whatsoever. Everyone was still white. Everyone, I was still the only black boy. Still, That's like. Crazy. And I was playing Teen Angel. So it was like I was there to be like... Idolized. To just be on, yeah, to just be on the... Because all I did was stay at the microphone stand like most of the time. That's so crazy to think about. And it's like with theater, more and more today, like it's about making a statement or like learning like a very important lesson. Mm -hmm. And I find it interesting because when we go see these shows, I was saying that you see so many white representation and not as much representation within minority groups. And like, it would just be so amazing to see those people given the opportunity, because I know so many people like you, who I'm confident you will be successful. But I know there's so many other people that are at our school that would have been able to play the other high school group and they could have Mm -hmm. just had a bigger cast. It wouldn't have killed them, you know? Agreed. I don't even know, like, because I know a lot of, there's always been, like, 
I know when 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 schools, especially our school, I guess, like cast shows, there's like long conversations, I guess, with like there's like a lot of things that feed into it, whether or not like sometimes like they have to like literally approve us and stuff too to be in the shows with our advisors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know that's affected some students not being cast, um, which is understandable completely because you want to be on course and stuff, you know. But like other times, I feel like there's like conversations that we just don't know about, like where obviously they're they're they have to talk about like like body weight, race, like stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they have to talk about like who fits the picture and of what they want, you know. But we still never get to know those conversations, which is why it's hard to know like truly what what they were going for, you know, or what they were looking for when it comes to mm-hmm. auditions, callbacks. Because a lot of the time, I'm like, oh my gosh, like. I've been surprised a little bit about how I have been seen in our department in a, in a positive way, because I was like, Oh my gosh, I never really thought like to look at myself for that. You know, they've taken Mm -hmm. steps in that sense to like, to be colorblind in a good way. But then sometimes they're really colorblind in the negative way, which Mm -hmm. is like, okay, well, what am I doing here? (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I know plenty of my friends within the department who are like, people of color who just like they get put into parts because they fit the role just because of their Mm -hmm. race or something like our friend drew who was basically put into like a mulan costume during one of the shows and there's no there's not really any asian representation Mm -hmm. in our department and it's crazy because they were doing this Halprin tribute and everybody was wearing black clothes. Like it was like blank slate, like choose your imagination, what you think the actors would look like, what you think the songs. It was basically like a sing through, right. like cabaret thing. And then Drew came out and I don't even kimono. know. Yeah, a kimono. And they made him like say these things. And I just remember feeling so bad for him and having a conversation with him before and after the fact right because it was just like he's so talented and i know how talented and hardworking he is and it was just so sad to see his representation like taken away Mm -hmm. it was like given to him but like not given to him because they didn't actually acknowledge that they were giving it to him which is the bad thing (laughs) they were just like this is for you because you're asian and apparently because he was short yeah which is why so it made me think like i wonder if another short person could have done it but then that would have been terrible of them to do so like why would they even just say that it was because he was short like why would you say that and like, like mention would you shove like a short white girl in a kimono special. exactly you should mention that it's special because it is his heritage a part of him yeah right yeah so i think a lot of schools are having conversations now well they will for for sure and i don't care if they want to or not mm-hmm. um they will be i mean they need to have conversations stuff, uh, because there's definitely a lot of updates that need to be happening i mean i feel like in our school testing. in our department at least like the head of our department really idolizes like a certain group of like white boys right 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 and but like even in my high school can't even lie it was partially like that it's even in broadway it's like that i don't understand you know i'll never understand that as to Mm -hmm. why that needs to be the standard why there even is a standard 
of of the traditional look and sound of anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you think about it, like when it comes to di- to dialects, I like you know I I speak the way I was brought up, but if if when it comes to other people's accents um, or or the way they speak or pronounce their words, they're not usually matching the traditional sound that that Broadway and like American writers go for, you know, mm-hmm. because it's usually sound, it's a wider sound, you know, in their mind, they were writing it from their, their voice, which is a hundred percent white usually, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've noticed a lot of like, it's hard to like, to fill in those, you know, the lines a little bit with some of the things that, that were given song, even songs were given from like the golden ages, which if you think about it, like, duh, like, it was the most extreme back then because, because where you know the representation was one hundred percent not there because it wasn't even like thought about. Mm-hmm. But we don't even think about that when we're when they assign us golden age. They're always just like everyone choose a golden age song to sing, everyone to choose a golden age musical to read about to you know to watch. And there's only a handful that I'd be like, okay, cool. There were there were black artists in this production, but then the other, another person called you know. We'll have it too. We'll have it too because it's just a handful, which is really mm-hmm. sad. But I'm just excited to see what comes out of this time because I know so many people have been creating, and I feel like this time has been really eye-opening and transformative for the theater community, not only the world but the theater community in general, because so many conversations have been open with big people in the theater community, and exactly. it's just really great to see the positivity coming out of this i mean mm-hmm. we're living in scary moments right now but i'm confident that we will be back to new york city and broadway will come back better than ever yeah. i'm just Same. excited what are you excited what are you looking forward to when things kind of get back to normal i'm excited to be a part of some art i'm honestly excited to be a part of some amazing art i don't even care whose it is like i'm excited to be back in a process where i can be in a room with other other collaborators other artists and just that energy of feeding off of each other and like using our voices together or like you know creating narratives that that are that are new and exciting like i just love new work in general Mm -hmm. um and i love original works and I love like just being a part of processes. So I know like, I'm just excited to be a part of like some type of next process, whether it's, you know, a, just a pre, you know, like it doesn't even have to be like a full on production moment. It could even just be like being in the room of like, cause I, I have a lot of friends that do write. Um, I write myself, not, not like not playwriting, but I write music myself. So like, just being in the room and being able to use our tools together, um, would be super cool. You know, like, yeah. I, I miss that. It could be students. I love collaborating with my own students um, at our school or, you know, it could be other professional artists. Like, I, I just want to create. And I know there's going to be, like, sit more safe spaces for Black creators specifically because you, there's, it's just such a, being a Black performer is such a, like, I don't even know what you call it on Broadway, but it's such a little, like, like, to niche, like, like, yeah, you get like a few of them and they're like, those are the ones. So my goal was always to be one of those ones as sad as mm-hmm. it sounds, you know, but cause there's, there's not that many, it's like their community and their own. But now I know I, I can assure you like 
like if you think about it like it's changing like Broadway's mm-hmm. changing the our art is changing like the way stories are going to be told is going to change like we're going to mm-hmm. see more stuff like Hollywood on Netflix and stuff like that too like, oh I love that, that show right now guaranteeing that right now like they're that's they're set you know what I mean that That's, show is so good. Jeremy Pope, Darren Chris. Jeremy Pope, me. like, come on. Mm-hmm. Darren Chris, like, those are the, like, Patty LuPone, like, girl, like, we're going to be seeing, like, cool shit like that. And I want to be a part of that. I will be a part of that. I'm saying that right now. I mean, I'll be a right part now. of it, too. Yes, you will. We will be a part of some. See, that's what makes me hopeful because there's just something that you can't really take away when you do have a bunch of like aspiring people in the same place. Like we do all want to work together. So whenever everyone is back in New York, yeah, there's going to be some magical stuff happening. Uh, well, I'm so excited. Is there anything you want to say before we say our goodbyes? Anything you want to plug? Any inspirational words? Um, I just want to remind everyone, Flint is an actual movement. It is not just a trend. It isn't just a hashtag and it isn't just something to post about to show that you um, did something for a pedal in the back or for any type of reward. Um, it's something that we're literally fighting for when it comes to our lives, um, not just our reputations, because some people are just simply posting about Black Lives Matter for their reputations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being an ally is much more than saying you stand with us. It means literally standing with us and using your voice and using using everything you have in you to literally stand with us, even on the front lines in some of these protests mm-hmm. if you can. You know, this is not something that brushes away in a week and a half like people think it is. It's mm-hmm. something that's going to last and have a a long lasting impact. And I know that. I think we all know that. Or it's never going to stop. Like. We're like this will be in the history noise. books. Yeah. And, and until there's change, we're not going to stop making noise about it. Mm-hmm. So the people that are fighting it are the people that are obviously the oppressors. <laughs> and that's why I really appreciate this conversation with you because I want to learn more and I want to educate my viewers because we're all trying to learn and grow of both course. like performance wise, politically, mentally, like whatever it is, I feel like it's always great for people to learn more, educate themselves on these topics mm-hmm. and like try your best to do so. It doesn't matter what other people think about how you're trying. Like as long as you think and you're putting in a valiant effort to learn right. things like it's it's going to be really great to see one day how I'm confident that this will be in our history books and our children will be reading about that. It's crazy to think that we're going to have children. That we're going to be, no, yeah, and we're going to be, this is like a historical year. Like, we're going to have lived through history. Sad to say that this needs to be happening right now, but um, it needs to happen now rather than later. Like, there was no more waiting. It got too late, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it just gets to a point of, like, how much longer can can my people be mistreated? We've yeah. always been mistreated. So how how are we going to possibly ever be equal if we don't finally like demand stuff? We because mm-hmm. you know there's no other there's no safer way to go about it when the actual people in charge of things are the people trying to trying to get rid of us. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm just excited for when we could all be back together and like sing like kumbaya. Like I know that like sounds kind of silly. No, I know what you mean. To all be like together. Yeah, the people that are like in this. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like just holding hands with one another. Yeah. Because I feel like that Same. means so much like like emotionally and it means so much for like the greater good of the world because mm-hmm. like we're trying to learn as people and we yeah. want to come together. And I think that this has really been helpful and educational in a sense, like this has helped me come closer together and I hope my viewers feel the same. Mm-hmm. No, same. I love that. But is there any social media you want to plug or anything like that? Any last like snippets? Um, you guys can follow my Instagram and Twitter. They're both at Brendan A. Morris. Um, and then I'm newly on TikTok. I will say. Um, Newly, he has over a million. Well, well, guys, um, yeah, it's just like it's newly because I started that this year. I I wasn't into TikTok until like literally February. Like crazy, it's so crazy. My TikTok is Brendan A Morris one. That's pretty much it. I think. Yeah. Go follow him on TikTok. He has this one viral one, and it's so funny. It looks like he was at like the Jimmy Awards or something like that in the video. That was the, that's the pre Jimmy Award thing in Florida. Yeah, that's, that's so, so funny. You said that, but yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's all. This was a great talk. Thank you so much for having of, me. Of course, I love you so much, Brendan. I want to thank you, you guys. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week. Go follow my Instagram at Tiara Jasmine Fielding at Broadway Bay 2000. Thank you so much, Brendan. You were such a great guest. Always great thank to talk you. to you. Oh, I hope you have an amazing day. It's a great start to our day, honestly. Early, early start to our day. You know? Early worm gets the bird. Early bird gets the worm. Early, no, you should. Early worm gets the bird. I'm starting to say that now. Bye, guys. See you guys next week. Bye.